Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with KC, a segment brought to you by the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. Here, the conversations are raw and casual with people from a plethora of backgrounds and your favorite host, KC Phoenix. All right, this is the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. Of course, I am your host, KC Phoenix, and I have an awesome guest. Now, this is the crazy thing about this. We did our interview back about two weeks ago, and the audio did not go well. From my listeners, you probably already know the situation. This is one of the interviews out of like the four that did not go good at all with the audio. I had the regular audio, I had the backup audio, and none of them were usable. However, this guest was kind enough to to come back on the show and do an interview. So here we are, and I will let this guest introduce himself. Hello, everyone. My name is Doug Medhin. You can call me Gobblecock. Don't ask me why I have that, why I love that name. I'll just say it's this. <laughs> it involved a, a giant black rubber dildo, a Christmas party, a girl I liked in the center of my and the center of my forehead. Put that in any order that you wish. I'm never going to, like, say the full uh, context of that. But. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And also, just a heads up for everyone, which you more than likely will see the explicit on the episode. (laughs) Doug has a very, very quirky personality, but he's really, really funny. And. Yeah, there there will be some language during the show. If you have kids in the room, then, yeah, you know, I can't tell you how to raise your kids. And also, this is a no-judgment zone. So whatever you want to do with your kids, that's up to you. All right, so. <laughs> so, Doug, tell me about Mad Hen House. Sure. Uh, the company, uh, I'm the founder. Um, um, what this company, uh, Mad Hen House does is educational tutorials, usually around game design and development, but we do do uh, a couple Photoshop tutorials, some 3D modeling tutorials using Blender. Uh, We also do uh, uh, animations. Currently, we just finished up, actually, our artist, our animator, her name's Brittany Santana, uh, finished uh, animating the final episode of Attack on Gossip. It's going to go up relatively soonish. I just don't want to give a a hard start date because I'm still editing it. Uh, we do podcasts called The Slab Lounge, which we just finished recording on with our sequel of Star Wars and Star Trek characters, putting them into some zany situations. We are a game developer. Right. I l- Go ahead. listened to some of that. I did listen to some of that particular podcast. For those um, who have not listened to it, definitely. And you know what? And I don't know if you know this. I don't even know if it's on TV anymore. But there is this thing that was on the Sci-Fi Channel when I was growing up, and it was where the movie was playing, but these guys were sitting in the theater, and that's what. They, do you know what show I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what. When I was listening to that, I'm like, oh my god, this reminds me. Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. That's what it's called. MST Three K. Oh. Okay, yeah. is that even still on the air? Because I don't know. No, I haven't. The only you said what? No, it's it's got. It hasn't been on for like a while. There was, a, in fact, you know, it's weird when we were doing our slab lounge today. Like um, mm-hmm. uh, Robert, he's a uh, he's he, he's permanent slab lounge now. But like 
He actually brought up this old Sci-Fi Channel show as well. It was an an- a CG animated series where one of the main characters was like this giant purple thing with three eyes called Chode. And I'm trying, and they were fighting like this clown thing, and there was like a robot that was really kind of effeminate, but like, um, I'm trying to remember the name to that too. Oh mm-hmm. man, it was like so weird. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that for the Sci-Fi Channel, I know, well, I that was on, I guess, when it was S-C-I-F-I. Yeah. And then, yep. of course, they changed it to the um, Y type thing. And when they first did that, I was just like, why on earth did you change that? But honestly, they have, they have had some good stuff on the Sci-Fi Channel. But the only thing that I've watched of recent and it's actually been canceled now was the magicians and and that was it so yeah but that particular show i was talking about um you said something 3000 yeah mystery science theater 3000 mystery science theater 3000 that one i would watch from time to time because i just found the commentary so funny and with what you had did with the podcast it was interesting where it was bringing back those memories of <laughs> that going on. So I was just like, okay, wow. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, keep going. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to throw that out there because it was on my mind. So yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, we do game development. Currently we have two games out right now. One is called uh, Launch the Hipster. That's fully done. It's two bucks if you want to buy it. We also there's a demo for it as well that you can. De- Both of which you can find on like uh, our website manhandhouse.com. And the other one, it's a demo, but we're still developing that game. Ninjas versus robots. It's a two D side scrolling beat 'em up where you play as a ninja. You beat up a bunch of robots and you can summon your own giant robot. Um, that said, uh, the last thing we do is like depth. Well, no. Uh, Let's Plays. Um, we do... For the record, I want it to be done with Let's Plays. However, Captain K... I call him Captain K. His name's Kevin Bradley. But trust me, if you met the man, Captain K, that is a very, very suitable title. Um, <laughs> uh, he convinced me to go back into it, so we still do Let's Plays. Currently, um, I want to say, like, either tomorrow or two... No, tomorrow we are going to unveil our... Um, GTA San Andreas Let's Play because it's just starting. The reason why I'm doing that is because um, uh, at a protest because of what Take-Two Interactive did with the GTA trilogy, that whole cluster fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> it w- uh, Well, okay, for those who don't know, the GTA trilogy consisted of GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Now, what they wanted to do was they wanted to basically uh, update the textures um, and then resell it on current uh, on current gen consoles, and um, it was basically a celebration of the GTA franchise, which I can get behind. I get it. it what? Um, um, mm-hmm. uh, again, I, I can get behind that. The reason why um, first they got they wanted to t- they started going after the mods, issuing uh, uh, DMC like digital copyright strikes against the modding community. It's a scummy business practice, I get, but I get why they're doing it. They want to make the most bang for their buck. It's dumb, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it, but like I could understand why they wanted to do it. Now, this thing had been in development for around two years by a company, um, and Take-Two gave, that, uh, gave the job of developing it to, uh, it's called Grove Street Games. They basically make mobile ports of uh, the GTA franchise. Now, okay. 
I will give Gross Geek Games the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure they went to them to say, like, look, this game's not finished. We still have a lot of other work to do. But when they release, but like uh, Take Two, I'm, bas- I'm damn sure they were like, no, we release this now because we want to get in on the Christmas sales. So when they released it, obviously there were lots of frame rate issues, crashes, bugs out the wazoo. Nobody was happy. And what's worse is they took down the original version, um, the original versions, which was on Steam. They delisted it from the Steam store. And they put the the GTA the, the remaster up and running the GTA trilogy remaster. However, that got had to take um, that had to be taken down taken out of Steam because they needed to work on it some more. And um, while they did, while they're still patching it up, it's it's still it's still a mess. It's still a mess. I blame Take Two one hundred percent. I used to I wanted to blame Rockstar, but like Rockstar apparently, as it turns out, had nothing to do with it. They basically gave it to Grove Street Games. Which I will give the benefit of the doubt to, because I'm, as a game developer, you don't want to release something that's shit. But like, Take Two right. really wanted that whole that Christmas money, and the rest is history. So what I'm going to do is because I have the uh, I bought the PC version long before the trilogy uh, remaster came out. So I'm going to start a let's play of uh, of the or original GTA San Andreas at a sheer protest because I'm just not happy with how Take Two handled this whole situation. So, um, yeah. So basically, so that's what we do in a nutshell. We do, um, educational tutorials, podcasts, game development, let's play, uh, let's plays. And, uh, uh, and yeah. Uh, and whoops, whatever point is we that that's what we do at Manhattan house. <laughs> okay. Totally cool. Now also when we did the original interview, the one where the audio didn't go too well, <laughs> both audios, on that interview, we had talked about the consoles, the game consoles and the PCs and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm noticing is that people are still willing to pay for the consoles. And I'll give you an example. Um, you're Obviously, you're familiar with the Xbox Series X and S yeah. as well. And we had talked about that because, you know, I have the X. And one thing I've been noticing is that the Series S, as in Sam, is available right now. Like a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a lot of them are physically in stores. But Mm -hmm. the Series X, the more expensive model, they're not around anymore. People can't seem to get one. And the light bulb that went off over my head is is that people are willing to pay more for a game console that they want therefore it seems like the consoles are still in demand and will remain in demand because i know there have been some people switching to pc and I have, I remember me telling you that I had a coworker where he is a PC person. He's just like, well, I just rather play it on PC. And we were also talking about the Microsoft um, Game Pass, which it is, you can play the games on your Xbox or you can play the games on PC. Mm-hmm. So, eh, <laughs> you know, but I'm more of a console person because I like the fam- the familiarity of it. But I think you're more of a PC person. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, I'll still buy a console. Nintendo still has my, you know, I'll, I'll still give my money to Nintendo. In all honesty, granted, um, while I'm not exclusives, because we talked about that, how they're a double-edged sword and all that, because I, re- like, I was talking about how I really want Mad World to be re-released or something, but they uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo just won't because they own that. Um, one thing, <clears throat> one thing Nintendo does right, I, I hate to admit it, is, like, they keep giving, they give me stuff that I actually personally want. Like, I, I want, like, games like Mario or Star Fox, Mario Golf, or, or um, um, Metroid Dread, which just came out, which is, which, I gotta admit, is actually really damn good. Um, but, like, whereas, yeah, um, for the longest time, before, for a while I was actually in Sony's band camp, because I was a Sony fanboy, because they actually gave me games that I wanted over Nintendo, and this is back in the PlayStation 1, because they gave me games like Jumping Flash, Medieval, uh, uh, Parappa the Rappers, like Cooper, I could go on and on and on and on and on, like, uh, uh, and, like, as to why I wanted, um, Sony over Nintendo for a time, but over time, Sony just chased what was more and more popular, like, we talked about, like, God of War and how it's not, it, it's good, I'll give it that, but, like, um, what they did to God of War, and like it's north, how it's north mythology now, and they basically have their big boy pants uh, in favor of, um, uh, and Kratos is no longer like a psychotic maniac. He's just that gruff, angry dad. Um, like it's at well, least Nintendo yeah. still. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, well, with God of War, it, for me, God of War can do no wrong. And the funny thing is, and I kid you not, about an hour ago, I literally, I briefly texted a, an associate of mine who worked on God of War. Okay. And you know they they were really proud of it. My thing is, is that when I think of franchises. It's like, and this isn't a dig at just Nintendo. This is calling out all the all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you believe that they've milked the franchises enough? Just like Mario, it's like, do you think we've milked this enough? And in, in not that, how can I say this? Not that video game developers are guilty are the only ones guilty of this because. Film companies are guilty of this. It's like, okay, how many more Friday the Night 13th movies can you come out with? How many more Saw movies can you come out with? How many more reboots of this movie can you do? But in the video game industry, do you think there are some franchises that they've just over-milked? Oh, yeah. Like, I'll I'll be the first to say Mario was long overdue for, like, long outstayed his welcome. He's like, what? He's damn near 40 now, I think. Um, yeah, because my thing is come up with something because that's the thing about reboots. They're like, oh, well, let's reboot this movie. Let's reboot that movie. Let's reboot this video game. Let's come out with another video game with this character. It, it, it's like, how many times can you keep redoing it? Why don't you come up with something new? Yeah, um, like that. I'm 100% agree with you because like, um, for instance, like. While I have GTA Five, like I still, it's I'll play four. I'll play uh, San Andreas over five because honestly, like um, um, San Andreas, in my opinion, that was like the best one considering how much shit you can do with it. Whereas five just it focused, I guess, a little more on style than substance. If that makes any sense, Doug, the game world's bigger. Eh. But like, look, you have all these GTA games. 
fucking do something different for for once. I mean, like L.A. Noir was kind of a step in the right direction. If Team Bondi wasn't such, if the management of Team Bondi weren't such dicks, um, um, you could have done something with that. But but like you now, to be fair, familiarity brings more more books. I mean, think about it. Why well, you think The Simpsons is still up? And well, I can't really say that because The Simpsons still has some good writing. But like, um, well, <laughs> well, it's true. Like, much as I want to hate on The Simpsons, there's a reason why it's still, like, standing. Like, nobody can still take down The Simpsons. Even with, like, The Walking Dead being the most watched cable thing. I wonder if that's still a thing. Regardless, my point my, my point is The Simpsons is a bad, bad example. Um, Resident Evil. Let's go over the Resident Evil route. Resident Evil had okay. not one, but two, like, complete different style changes. One with Resident Evil 4 and the other with 7. Um, and it... You know... It, like, no matter how much you try to say otherwise, you know at the end of the day, the bad guys are going to be associated with the Umbrella Corporation. We're talking about a franchise where if you're... Like, you could have, like, some little girl selling candy in Resident Evil, and you'd know that little girl who's selling candy is somehow associated with the Umbrella Corporation, and that candy is going to probably somehow be turned into zombies... <laughs> Because <laughs> that's all Resident Evil does, and nobody wants to say otherwise. They'll still keep buying Resident Evils. Resident, Resident Evil 7 is now the highest selling Resident Evil in the franchise. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy for that studio. That means they get more, uh, that means they still, they're still working. Um, the studio that, not Capcom, I forget the company name that actually made Resident Evil 7 uh, and 8 Village. Either way, like, I'm happy they're, they're I'm happy they they got that kind of recognition. I'm happy they're getting that money, and I'm happy their uh, their developers are still working. But not one style change, two, and this is a this is the franchise that whole that started the whole tank control isometric camera bullshit in the uh, with zombies, and and now it's just turned from that to a third person action to first person and bleh. I mean, like. Yeah, it's it's just the familiarity familiarity of it all, I guess. Okay, well, that I can I get that with the famili- the familiarity of it. The only thing is, is that I just wish people would do different stuff, do new stuff, because it's like how many times can you reinvent the wheel? And even bringing up The Simpsons, even if The Simpsons is still doing well the ratings are still good it's still popular i would think that the time would come to say okay you know what we've had a good run let's go ahead and retire whatever this is just like once they got a war for example just like once they finished this franchise if they were to say you know what kratos has had a good run after this we did the norse uh, mythology that's it no more god of wars then I wouldn't be mad at that. I... Me neither. Okay, for the record, me neither. Don't get me wrong, like, uh, I haven't watched The Simpsons in, like, damn near 20 years. Like, I haven't watched it since, I... I want to say, like, season 14 or 15? Either way, like, um, you're preaching the choir. But with The Simpsons... It's... With me, I don't think The Simpsons is going to end... Even with some of the main cast retiring, there, I think I think Fox would just straight up replace, uh, or Disney would straight up replace them. Unless I, I hope I'm wrong, and The Simpsons finally retires. But like to me, The Simpsons is a lot like is like right up there with like Sesame Street. 
No matter how much change that's going to happen, it's still going to be there. You don't fuck with Sesame Street. You don't fuck with The Simpsons. I, I mean, like, I think that's they're just on that pillar, right up there with, like, uh, uh, SNL or, um, uh, what's another long-running series? Uh, I don't know, like, Days of Our Lives or whatever, that stupid soap opera that's still on. Oh, going. right. Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless, things like that. Yeah, like, yeah I... Yeah, I get it. It's just, well, I don't know. I just, I believe everything has its time. And... Yeah, no. Again, preaching the choir. But, like, well, like, I know they're not exactly apples to uh, oranges, considering how, you know, Sesame Street. But, like, like with Sesame Street, you don't want that to end for a damn good reason. That's, like, one of those things you're required to watch as a kid because they help, because it helps. It's like uh, Sesame Street, Reading Rainbow, um, uh... Bill Nye, the science guy, they're all intended for education. I get that. That's that's one thing. You don't you don't fuck with those kind uh, the, that kind of stuff. With Simpsons, on mm-hmm. the other hand, like again, it's just because you're always gonna expect it to be there. If they take that out, if they if they retire that, like the amount of stuff, the amount of cash and all that they're gonna lose is nothing short of biblical. Did you know? Um, have you ever heard of the Simpsons hit and run, for example? Simpsons hit the only Simpsons I know is the old arcade game. That's it. And I used to play yeah. that at the arcade. Oh, there the, 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 that Simpsons arcades all over the place in like the bars in San Diego. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the only cuz I used to play that and then the X-Men, the old X-Men arcade game. Too. Okay. But um, as for Simpsons, I watched it as a kid, but now I haven't watched it. And you were talking about Simpsons Hit and Run, so that's a video game? Yes. It was an old video game during the PS2 era. It was a GTA clone, but for the Simpsons. There was some... People actually... Even though it's that game is that old, someone actually remade that entire game down to the fucking wire in Unreal Engine 4. The same, engine that I, the same game engine that I use. So clearly... There is still not only a love for The Simpsons, but for that particular game. And I will attest to that because that game is was awesome. It was funny. Um, but yeah, the, it was like just... Because you expect it to still be there. To lose that entire fan base, I don't know if you can actually do that. I mean, it would be ballsy if Disney were to let The Simpsons retire. Like, it would really be ballsy and I would totally be 100% for it. But at the same time... What are they going to replace it with? It's like, it's just so ingrained into everybody. It's not just, it's not just in our lives, like just in pop culture in general. Look how much uh, uh, influence that The Simpsons had on everything. People are still saying, oh, The Simpsons predicted this, even though it was, they probably didn't fucking do it. They just thought it would be hilarious. But like, it's still like that. It's just that fucking powerful. It's, like, right up there with, like, Star Trek or Star Wars. Like, it's just that powerful. And you can't really, like, replace it with anything. I I don't... Replace The Simpsons with what? Like, how? You know? Well, I see what you're saying. And I totally understand that from a money point. It's just... Yeah. And even Star Wars. I'm fine with retiring Star Wars as well. Preaching to the choir. Because... (laughs) but anyways let's get back to video game development your i take it that 
you're do, you're working on a first person shooter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're still doing insane shooting. The problem with that, like insane shooting, I have it is it is pretty much demo ready. Uh, I just have to add some things. The problem with uh, like by some things, I mean like win lose conditions, uh, better not so much a better UI, but like background music and a couple mm-hmm. other th- and uh, like uh, next level trigger and all that. The problem with insane shooting that I have is um, that I need character modelers um, because I can't asset rip some of the bot. Some of the bot, for instance, um, insane shooting is it's a linear first person shooter. There are some free roaming elements. By that I mean like you can uh, do these bonus objectives to unlock this special fight. And one of the levels is like this big ass food court. Um, but, uh, and you do a couple to, you do a couple of other side objectives to unlock the special boss fight. In that particular case scenario, you fight someone that was mainly inspired by the toilet, uh, the toilet villain from Codename Kids Next Door. And as much as I want to, like, have some random jerk, no, I'd rather go for authenticity, but I need a character modeler than slash animator to actually make that. So, like... The main hurdle is I just I just need character modelers and animators to help finish that game. Although uh, other than that, like it's still it's still basically just sitting in in dev hell until I can find uh, until I can muster the money to pay the pay those people what they need to what they need in order to make said characters so I can basically finish the game and boot it out because it's the levels are more or less done. It's demo ready. It's just that I don't like the boss characters and special bosses as well as the two main characters. I need the, I need people to make them because all I have right now are placeholders for the two main characters. Okay, <clears throat> so you've already designed the, as in the you've already designed the layout of yep. the I guess you could say the lay of the land. But when yep. it comes to the actual characters for the game, mm-hmm. you need models for that. Yeah, pretty much. Because I have uh, the level one boss and the special fight that's finished. Level two boss, that's finished. Special fight, I need that. I, I need a modeler for that. Level three boss, the special fight that's finished because it's just a, it's a turret that has guns with guns and guns and guns with more guns. But I need a character modeler for that. Level four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They all need, all of them, all of them. Special fa- uh, special uh, special bosses and boss characters. And I need the two main and I need the two main characters as well. So okay. that's stuff I need. Yeah. All right. And also, just a heads up, your uh, I don't know what your internet bandwidth is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? Bad? But it it goes in and out a little bit on the audio. So just giving you a heads up on that. Ah, oh, funnel cake. This <laughs> is sorry. It's uh. Well, I know for a fact that my apartment's still going through renovations, so my connection's like... Okay, yeah. Totally get it. I just wanted to give you that heads up, because you know how broadband can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the next thing that I want to ask you, too, with the tutorial, what is the process for that? So someone goes to the Mad um, Mad Hen House website to get the tutorial information or what do they do to learn how to start building video games and how how comprehensive is it 
Well, you have two options you, for the tutorials. You can either go to my go to the web house, web house website madhandhouse.com or the web madhandhouse YouTube channel for that. Um, it's if you have if you have a computer that can run Unreal Engine four, you can download it because it's free to use. Um, and uh, the comprehensiveness, there are two versions um, um, of tutorials that I did. One was a lesson. One were the lesson plans. However, I had to stop that mainly because uh, it takes a lot of time to gather all the topics that I need to cover, write, timestamp everything, da 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 da. And uh, since it was uh, free, like that, that also hurt because that would take time out of my busy schedule because I teach for two colleges and I uh, and I have a nine to five, so I have three jobs on top of um, what me and uh, the crew are trying to do with Matt Henhouse. The other one is the mini tutorials. Now the mini tutorials. It does offer some context, but uh, uh, um, it kind of assumes you know some of the stuff. So, but um, you can get around that. For instance, like um, currently the series that I'm running in the mini tutorials is how to make a multiplayer third-person shooter, and uh, one of the co- one of the topics I cover was squad-based AI, friendly AI, because like if you look, that's no, that's like next to nowhere to be found. Uh, on uh, on YouTube or any of that, uh, some people have it. Rather, they charge for it on their Patreon, um, but uh, I I don't. So I just have all those tutorials laid out on how, and it's themed around like uh, how to do the, like how to issue commands, right down to how to enter and exit vehicles, right over to how to do this with your character, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's the current series that I'm running. However, um. Soonish, I'm just gonna say soonish, mid to late December, latest. Um, the lesson plans are gonna be coming back. However, that's gonna have to be um, paid for because I'm gonna be using Unreal Engine Five, which just came out, and you have to use that for prototyping for the time being. To uh, the two series that I'm gonna do, it, one's going to be centered around uh, turn-based RPG combat, and the other is going to be making a Souls-like game, like a uh, uh, Bloodborne or what have you. Because um, that's what the lesson plans were originally going to be. But again, because of time constraints, I had to like just axe that. Um, but if all goes well with um, the Patreon, the Patreon, because it's going um, whether it's either going to be on my Patreon uh, on a Patreon, or I'm going to make a subscription-based thing on my website cause, uh, on MadHenhouse.com because I have the um, permissions to do that um, since I pay monthly uh, monthly for that website. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where those tutorials will be. The, those lesson plans, excuse me, will be. It's like the lesson plans themselves. They run hour forty to two hours easy because it just covers that many topics on um, uh, related to that specific thing. If that makes any sense. All right, and for to do the tutorials, and you you mentioned it's you said Unreal Engine. Four, yeah, I believe. All yes. right. Are there any? Uh, what are the system? That's the word. What are the system requirements when it comes to stuff like that for a computer? Because I don't think you can just pick up any laptop and then start doing certain things. I'm guessing you that kind of can. You kind of can, but like, uh, if you want to go the easier. Because, like, we did talk about... Yeah, because I remember talking about this, too. Because, like, Unreal Engine, that's the standard right now. It's uh, heavy. It's crazy powerful. 
um, but you need a rig to but you need a rig to support. If you want, you can go the the Unity route, and Unity is another is like Unreal's biggest competitor. Um, Unity is for um, lesser powerful computers, but it won't look as good. Besides that, um, I have my own reasons for hating Unity um, because number one, doesn't use C plus plus. Doug C sharps just as good. If, fuck you and your C sharp. Go fuck yourself with that. Um, but, <laughs> um, and like I have a lot of pet peeves with Unity when I was because I developed a. Um, if you've ever played like Street Streets of Rage or uh, Final Fight, I basically cloned that um, when I was ma- when I was when I was uh, experimenting with Unity. It had so many fucking little annoyances that made me just like I wanted to throw my laptop. Yeah, um, <laughs> like for instance, if, if you want to. <laughs> Here's one of the dumb. Here's what it, <laughs> one of the pet peeves that I had with Unity. Um, if you wanted to, like, let's say in the Brawler prototype, the 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 the, the street, the Final Fight clone, whatever. Like, I'm punching, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say okay. I want to actually have that punch do something. You 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 essentially have to use Atom Notifiers. Thing is. You can't use that animation. You have to copy that animation and play with the copy instead of the original. And I'm just like, why do I have to make a fucking copy of the goddamn animation when I have the original? Oh, Doug, but you could lose the original. I could just re-import the fucking thing! You <laughs> So, obviously, that's just one of the pet... Don't even get me started with the fucking particle system. Oh, Okay. So Unity, no good. (laughs) There will be those that argue for Unity. Actually, like some of my students, uh, some of my former students, like Doug Unity's. They troll me by saying Unity's awesome, and I will. I will no, no, no. One of my buddies, he's hardcore into Unity, and I'm just all like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and your face smells. Fuck you. So for the Unity, and I'm just curious about this, because I know that with a lot of businesses, they can be very incestuous, where Mm -hmm. everyone knows everyone, and then people, you know, they work at one place and go to the other. Was, and you would probably know this better than I would, does, was Unity first or was Unreal Engine 4 first, and then did anybody, whichever one came first, who did anyone leave from the first one and go to work at the other one? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Here's how all that started. See, before Unreal Engine 4, uh, there was Unreal uh, UDK, Unreal Engine 3. Um, and it used something called Unreal Script. Now, Unreal Script is a combination of C and Python. They Epic Games basically made it so that way they, they want it to be as secure as possible. They don't want any cheaters fucking with their with their code. Where still is UDK, if I remember correctly, you couldn't make any real games out of it. Like what I mean by that is um, Mortal Kombat 9 was made in Unreal Engine 3. Uh, Unreal Engine 3. However, um, 
if you you had to actually license the engine out in order to you in order to use it. However, that's that's why if you have the free version, you can you can't make any video games with it at all. What's worse is the Unreal Engine, the source code, Unreal Script was so fucking god awful. Out of nowhere, Unity comes in and say, "Hey, this game engine uses C sharp and Java." As when you can, and uh, on top of that, it you can make games from that. So many developers started to flock to Unity, to the point where un- uh, Epic Games, they were like, "If we use Unreal Script, we are fucked." So Unreal Engine Four basically said they'd use nothing but C plus plus. Period. Which uh, many developers kind of went back to uh, back to uh, Epic Games. Because C++, it's, it's C++, not that god-awful language, um, uh, Unreal Script. It was so fucking awful. Epic's been using uh, the Ep- Unreal Script since, like, I think Unreal Engine 1 back in 99. And then, like, but, huh. That's, so if you... Go ahead. These are languages that have been evolving, as in programming languages for video games that have been evolving over time. Yeah, yeah. Well, with the exception of uh, Unreal Script, because like, well, yes, it started back in '99. Unreal Script is just Unreal Engine's thing. That's that's comp- that's wholly owned by Epic. Whereas C Sharp and Java have been around for like God knows how long. Everybody uses uh, C Sharp and. Uh, Java is used for, like, because it, it talks to so many different servers. You have JavaScript, uh, Android Java programming, blah, 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 blah. Java's all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. And Unity basically said, okay, we can use C Sharp and Java, two languages. Basically, every programmer has either known or at least heard of. So that's what, so they, that's why everybody started flocking to Unity, because it's, it's free. It's, it, it's free and it uses languages people know. So Epic was all like, if we don't, we need to compete with this or we're fucked. So that's why they said, okay, our programming language, C++, is, again, another programming language that a lot of programmers either know or ha- or know of. So that's when they incorporated C++ to get some more developers onto their side to license up their engine. Otherwise, they'd be fucked okay. because Unity's, Unity was when... Unity first came out, they kicked the shit out of Epic Games, because Unreal 3 was, like, really hard to program for, and Unity was so much easier. So, they, they had to cut, so either they cha- either they, they, they had to change, or they would lose everything. That's essentially what, uh, that's essentially what that boils down to. Okay, got you. I was yeah. just curious about that, because I'm still, because I don't get down into the nuts and bolts of the games, I just play them. You know, that's that's much, pretty much what I do. So to hear how some of this stuff works is really interesting as well. Now, let me ask you this. Since Unreal Engine 4 is your preferred, mm. when it comes to games for the type of games, fighting games versus shooter games versus um, puzzle games or whatever, I take it that the shooter games and the fighting games would be filed under Unreal Engine 4. And like puzzle games, you know, games that make you think Mm -hmm. those type of things that do not require a 
a lot of um, detail and a lot of commands would be filed under Unity is what I'm thinking. Am I wrong to think that or? Uh, well, okay. Yes and no. Like, just hear me out on this. There have been puzzle games on you uh, Unreal Engine 4. Um, there have been fighting games on Unity. In fact, one of the most popular, one of the most well-known, I don't know if it's, it's one of, it's, it's popular within the fighting games crowd, kind of, but it's a real under uh, underappreciated gem in a lot of people's opinions. It's called Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. It's this ridiculously fun fighting game that features like your favorite Power Rangers from Red Green Ranger. The uh, um, you have like Jungle Fury Wolf Ranger. Hell, um, one of the DLC characters that that's coming out like at the end, I don't know when, but soonish. Mm-hmm. Rita's gonna be a fighter. Like uh, uh, she's gonna be a selectable character. And that was made in Unity, a game engine that I fucking hate, but at the same time, I play the shit out of um, um, Battle for the Grid. My favorite, my my character, my team involves the Blue Ranger, uh, uh, Green, uh, not Green Ranger, Blue Ranger, Re- uh, Red Samurai, uh, Red Ranger from Power Ranger Samurai, and the Jungle Fury Wolf Ranger. And I just uh, that, that they are, that's my A team, and it is oh that is the game is so so much fun. Like well, I heard. I actually heard about that game. That is funny. And if I'm not mistaken, that game's on sale right now for Black Friday, too. Oh, God. Because I've been looking at games um, on the Best Buy website, and I'm pretty sure I had seen that game on sale. Oh, my God. If you if you are like, if you are a fan of fighting games, and I'm, and I'm also talking to, the constituent, to your constituents slash listeners, if you are a fan of fighting games and you do not have uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, fix it. Pick that game up. It is so much fun. It is so good. It, okay, it really well then, is. I might go ahead and get it then. Now that you're saying, because I, I honestly, I'm pretty sure that game, as a matter of fact, I mean, we're on the computer right now. Hold on, give me a second because I can go to Best Buy's website. I'm pretty sure that game was on sale when I went to the site. Yeah, it's well. like... Don't get me wrong. I'm not. It's not perfect. Obviously, the the game's not balanced, and like, there's a chance you can get like the touch of death. What I mean by that is you can get uh uh you can get you can do an infinite combo on people. Like Goldar is one of the main uh, offenders. Like you can do an infinite combo with Goldar. Um, and yeah, it's, it's for sale. It's I'm sitting here looking at it uh, for. Xbox and for PS4 is showing for sale and it's actually less on Xbox the Xbox one which means oh, okay. it'll be compatible because yeah it's only $20 when did oh, this nice. co- when did this and on the PS4 they have a battle for the grid I think I had seen ultimate yeah battle for the grid super edition I whatever think that's that what, is that's with all the DLC characters yeah and then they have it on the series X so yeah, the Super Edition is twenty nine ninety nine for yeah Xbox. So yeah, I might go ahead and get that because I had a five dollar coupon that I the, you know how they you get the five dollar the little um, things if you spend money then they give you money back at yeah. Best Buy, and I have it's mine's gonna expire I think on the twenty seventh or something like that. I was like okay, well what can I spend the five dollars on? So I honestly might get it because I mean if you're endorsing this game. Because I love fighting games, oh, then yeah. I'll probably just go ahead and get it. Like I play that. Like 
Um, if it's a toss-up, I think I put more... Don't get me wrong, I think I put more hours on Fighter Five than I did Battle for the Grid, but every now and again I'll just Battle for the Grid it out, and it's still... Fun. I, I don't know if it does cross-platform play, so that's... Um, that's a thing. Like, I do, like, um, if you do, like, rank... Like, you can rank match, but I just prefer casual matches, but, like, you level up regardless, and you can, like, either way, like, I love, I love that game. That game is so much fucking fun. Oh, my God, it's so good. Okay, well, yeah, no, I'll check it out. Like I said, I love fighting games. Now, obviously, no game will ever take the place of Marvel versus Capcom 2. It's oh, just, yeah. the, no game, I don't care how many fighting games come out, nothing will take the place of Marvel versus Capcom 2. And that is just, my opinion really is kind of a fact. But um, I will yeah. say that there are some good fighting games out there because uh, I have now started to really get into Soul Calibur Six, which is kind of mm-hmm. old now. But it's, I've enjoyed that game so much lately. I'm just like, wow, I haven't enjoyed a fighting game like this in a long time. But yeah, you know, Samurai Showdown, I have that game. Is actually right across from me. I'm looking at it across the room right now. It's okay. Um, I have uh, what's the other one? Injustice, which they came out with a movie too. Yeah, I which saw I, that movie. Was it good? Because I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Uh, you're talking to the wrong person. Like I, like I am very critical about like a lot of. Um, uh, like I have ridiculously high standards, so like I'll just say like the, I I get what they were trying to do. I appreciate it, but like overall, I was just all like, eh. Uh, if okay, you want to well, watch see, it, be my guest. Like, th- go ahead. Like, I'm not gonna stop you, but like you're you're um, but like I'm very critical when it comes to like the stuff that I want that I particularly watch. So like for instance, uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus right recently came out. It's a uh, it's a CG series based on Blade Runner. And I'm just like, uh, I'm already making predictions as to what's going to happen next. And that's never a good sign because at that point, like, I've, I'm losing interest in the overall narrative. And that's that's exactly what I did with the Injustice movie. There were some funny bits, I'll give it that. But, like, other than that, I didn't well, like it. One thing I will give DC is when it comes to their animated movies, I think their animated movies are kind of better than their actual movies. Oh, no, no. Just, no question. You know, no, my opinion, that's... because um, Under the Red Hood, mm-hmm. that was one of the best movies ever. It, even yeah. if you comparing it from animation to regular movies or whatever, or, or live action movies or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, under, Batman Under the Red Hood, that was amazing. So DC, I was just Hood, like, why Batman can't they? Phantasm, uh, um, Return of the Joker. Oh my God. Return of the Joker. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, and when I've watched the DC movies, War was good in my opinion too. I love when they were fighting Darkseid because the fight with Darkseid in War actually was better in my opinion than in the remake of Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO, which that was good too. His version of Justice League was better than what it originally was with um, Joss Whedon. But... The war with the um, Justice League, I just like that fight scene better because it was more brutal. Yeah. Like when they were like, okay, we have to take out his eyes. And they were going through that process. I was just like, wow. They were really, really just like straight up fighting. So Mm -hmm. 
Yep, just my opinion. But definitely I will watch the Injustice. I own video game, the first Injustice, because I got it on sale probably about three weeks ago for $5 oh. on from the Microsoft store. So it's all good. Microsoft is having some pretty good sales right now, too. So I'll probably get one or two other games. I was playing Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 today and doing that. Well, but wait, um, it, for... Wait, wasn't that for 360 or something? It was on 360. Well, this is the thing. They had all, I think all of them came out on 360 and PS3, if I'm not mistaken. But one of them, the third one that came out, people were so mad about it because they, the original concept was that he wouldn't have as many weapons. All he would use was his sword. Yeah. And like, all the fans raised hell about it and they're like, okay, we're going to re-release it. Is And that's what they did. They re-released it where he could use other weapons and stuff. Oh, okay. So, and, yeah, and they named it something else is what oh, they did. I'll look into that because I, I love Ninja Gaiden too. Yeah, definitely uh, it's, one, it's an amazing, amazing game. So yeah, I've been playing it because I got that on sale too. So oh, okay. that's what I've been doing. During the upload process, the interview cut out at the end. So the last 10 minutes, sadly, we did not get. However, since this is the first interview on the new, I guess you could say, platform, quote unquote, the software I'm using, I am over the moon satisfied with how amazing this new setup is and it's going to be perfect for the show going forward to do conversations with KC. And as my listeners know, it's not something that I'm looking to make the bulk of the show. Obviously, it seems like the bulk of my my podcast is with the tarot card readings and things of that nature. And I'm fine with that. And thank you to all who listen and support the show, no matter what you listen to. As for this, I want to just give a shout out to Doug again. Also, don't forget to go to madhenhouse.com to Doug's website. In addition to that, don't forget to check out the podcast that Doug does with his friends, The Slab Lounge. And um, if you are looking for video game tutorials and stuff of that nature, which in the last 10 minutes, we were really discussing that a lot more He has very, very um, in-depth, descriptive info on how to create your own video game. So if you are looking for more information about that, be sure to do it. Also, what I will do is I will put Doug's website in the details section because usually I put all of my stuff, but I'll put his stuff you know, on top of mine. And then that way you can go either to his YouTube channel or to the Mad Hen House website, whatever you want to do to find out more information about Doug. A huge thank you again to Doug for coming on the Keeping It Real with KC podcast and having a conversation with moi, KC. Thank you again to all the listeners. KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, 
Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, Audible, and several other podcasting platforms. Please feel free to listen to this podcast on whatever platform is most convenient for you. K-I-R-W-K-C on all these social media platforms. Until next time, be blessed.